Welcome to episode number 171, Motivated Optimism. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. Brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. Visit bl3ssed.com to get blessed. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. All right, you are now tuned in to the Rotated Views Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I'm here with Gabe, Goose, and Nick. Motivated Optimism. In this episode, we have special guest Nick Eberhardt. We cover topics that range from choosing career paths, transfer students, motivation, optimism, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Henry Ford and Ralph Waldo Emerson. Guys, if you're new, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to download and subscribe. We drop a new episode every Tuesday morning for your listening pleasure. Kicking things off. Uh, Nick, thank you for joining us, man. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be on. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So uh, motivated optimism, right? So for those of us who do not know who you are and what you do, let us know. Well, as you already mentioned, my name is Nick Eberhardt. I'm currently a student at Delaware Valley University. I'm a secondary education English major. Um, So my goal is to become an English teacher at the uh, secondary level. So that would certify me through seventh through 12th grade. Nice. Um, I started out my educational journey at Bucks County Community College. While I was there, changed my major four times. So I had to go through adversity of finding what was the right fit for me. Yeah. And I finally figured out what I wanted to do. And um, so far, this is going great. Um, I'm loving my time at DelVal, and I can't wait to see um, what future semesters have in store for me. Nice. I like it. I like it. All right. So explain the college education experience, right? Uh, So a couple of us, you know, you know, gone to college and, and, and understand exactly what you're saying. It's such a strange thing, right? When they tell you to, you know, decide what you're going to do for the rest of your life, uh, at, you know, as a teenager. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, for, for a good majority of people, they pick the whole undecided route, which is fantastic and whatever floats your boat, but explain to us your experience. How'd that all work out for you? So out of high school, um, I had a few different options in terms of majors I was considering. Um, I started out with business administration. I wanted to do something in the business field, whether it was something sports related or just business in general. Yeah. Um, I did that for about a year. That worked out pretty well, but then I just felt like it wasn't the right fit. Yeah. So then I decided to you know, change up a few different majors. Um, tried secondary ed for history. Didn't really like it. Um, and then I went to liberal arts. Did that for about a year. Um, that did benefit me because I was able to get a lot of the general electives out of the way, yeah, yeah. which has benefited me, you know, as a transfer student. Um, and then about my last year, year and a half at Bucks, I decided to major in English, and I earned my associates in arts degree in English. And uh, now that I transferred, I'm doing the secondary ed part of it. So nice. I'm starting to take education classes, going into schools, observation hours, things of yeah. that nature. So. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so, so were you influenced by anyone? Did anyone uh, talk you into? I know like when I was in, I guess it was like my sophomore year in high school, you know, you have like guidance counselors, you have other people leading you, maybe family members. Did anyone like kind of walk you through a couple things or share their experience or you kind of just did it on your own trying to figure it out? It's hard to say. I mean, both of my parents, neither one went to high, uh, college. Yeah. So, it, you know, I couldn't really go to them for advice sure. in, in terms of like being a college student, but obviously you can go to them for advice for anything else, you know, in terms of, you know, decision-making processes. Yeah. So I definitely had their input and their opinions um, factored into it, but I also um, 
just kind of went back on what do I enjoy doing? Yeah. And uh, when I was in high school, I always liked writing. So I yeah. felt like the writing aspect was going to be easy, more so um, learning the literature aspect and um, having a greater appreciation for different types of text, say like American lit, British lit. Um, that's grown over the years. Um, yeah. So that was kind of my motivation behind that. And I always liked the subject of English. Um, but now I definitely have a greater appreciation for it. So you said you 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 were uh, you wrote a lot uh, in high school. Was that stuff you did on your own, or you know projects that they had you do? Or is it and what kind? Is it poetry, other you know other forms, or short stories? So I went to Neshaminy High School, and it was part of the curriculum. Yeah. But um, I did have some you know creative writing that I would try on the side. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, at that time, it was just more so to you know get through high school, get your yeah. grades. Now. I definitely find myself, you know, messing with poetry a little bit, trying different things. Yeah. Um, so yeah, my interest in writing has definitely grown even more so. Um, but now I have to combine both the writing and the literature side of it too. Yeah, so yeah, yeah for sure. You got to be more open-minded to both. So, so have you have? Do you have any like little brothers and sisters or cousins or family members that come to you now when it comes to picking colleges or or how that or how that all works about your experience? So I have a lot of younger cousins, um, yeah. especially on my mom's side of the family, and. Um, They've gone through the process, you know, started at Bucks and uh, were transfer students as well. So I would try to give them advice whenever I could, whether it was just questions about the transfer process, you know, financial aid, uh, picking a major, whatever the case may be. Just try to pass down my advice, my wisdom to yeah, the younger yeah. generations. Yeah. Also, as a student at Bucks, I did the same thing. Um, say I had a classmate in my class would sit right next to me. Um, I would just pass down any kind of information I had for them so that way they were informed as well. Yeah, I feel yeah. like it's like, you know, helping out people. That's what it's all about. Right, right, right. So, so during that process, um, I know a lot of it, can, there's a lot of pressure, right, with passing uh, and getting the proper grades because um, it's unlike high school, unlike the high school, I went to a public high school as well. You have to pay for your, you have to pay for your, uh, for the curriculum, right? And for, you know, for every class that you take. So there's, there's pressure in that aspect. And then there's always the, the, the natural pressure of, you know, you told your friends and family that you're going to graduate in four years, five years, whatever that plan is. And that you feel like you have to live up to that initially or whenever it is. So there's just like a lot of pressure in that sense. Um, how did you handle that? Well, there's always going to be pressure from outside influences, yeah. um, but at the end of the day, you have to do what makes you happy. Yeah, You can definitely get distracted, and um, your decision-making can be influenced by those outside influences, but at the end of the day, whatever you do that makes you happy, that's what it's all about. Yeah. And uh, this major makes me happy. You know, what I'm doing now, I'm very pleased with, and um, I hope to keep it going. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people, you know, get obsessed with listening to outside noises, and they allow it to affect their uh, decision-making process. And yeah. I feel like it is important to be open-minded to other people's thought process but at the same time you have to do what's best for you at the end of the day yeah yeah um yeah that's definitely true so how did you you know know to go from you know bucks uh to delval how, how did that decision come about that was a hard decision i originally had about 10 schools that I was, you know, doing information um, searches about. Yeah. And then I finally narrowed it down to about three. Um, those schools were Lebanon Valley, DelVal, and uh, Eastern University, all small private schools. Sure. The reason I was um, attracted to those schools, they provide a small um, personal type atmosphere that I was looking for as an education major. I really wanted to get to know my professors um, on a personal level. And yeah. I actually planned a visit the day before I decided to commit to DelVal. Um, me and my father, we visited the campus one last time. And I met with the head of the uh, education department and everything he told me just, it felt right. Yeah. And I'm yeah, big on awesome. vibes. Yeah. And the vibe awesome. was just right. Yeah. He even awesome. had another education professor come in and talk to me as well. He was a really cool guy. I yeah. have him as a teacher right now. Wow. And, um, 
first day of class, he gave us his cell phone number and he said, if you want to talk, text me any questions you have. If you want to set up a meeting in my office, send me a text and we'll set it up. So I feel like it's very personal and that's what I really was looking for in a transfer school. And on top of that, DelVal did take a lot of my credits. It took 74. Wow. So I'm looking at, you know, a little less than two years, maybe two with student teaching. Yeah. And then on top of that, um, DelVal's just a beautiful area. Um, Doylestown's a great area. A lot lot to do up there. So football team's really good. So kind of had a nice whole package to it. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, That's very cool. So how do you stay, how does one stay through so much transition, right? So at Bucks, and Bucks, we're saying Bucks, it's Bucks County Community College for, you know, folks not from around here. Um, Going through so much transition, so much change, how does one stay, how how do you stay optimistic throughout that? Because that can set a lot of people back mentally, like, dang, here goes another setback, or here we go again, I'm changing. You said you changed your major four times. Um, and then you're a transfer student on top of that. So explain kind of your thought process and, and you know, maybe it'd be helpful for someone out there going through the same thing. Yeah, so the times were definitely tough. You know, I had to stay dedicated to my goals. Um, I always looked at the bigger picture. Yeah. The bigger picture was always I wanted to get this degree, become yeah. a teacher, and uh, just, you know, be the best person I could be. Yeah. And um, I feel like that was my drive. Even when there's times where, oh, I don't feel like reading this book or I don't feel like doing this homework assignment, I just say to myself, it'll be worse than in the long run. Yeah. And so far, that's definitely been the case. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, school has definitely humbled me a lot. Yeah. I feel like I just kind of went through the motions before. I was a good student, yeah. but I wasn't as good as I could have been. Sure. Now, I feel like I'm an excellent student because yeah. I push myself as hard as I can yeah. to, you know, achieve greatness. Yeah. That's awesome. Um how is it when you go when when you go home? I, I don't know what your schedule is like, but for example, let's just say you go to school or you go to work, vice versa, and you still gotta go home and you gotta do homework. Um, how how do you balance that, or, or how do you go through that with you know maybe friends or family, probably your age or people you grew up with, doing different things at this at this part of their life? How, how do you handle that? When I was going through school, I had we we me and my buddies who were you know. Shout out to uh, CP3. We're meeting up this weekend for a Temple game. Um, me and one other of my roommates went. We're going through the same major, and the other three were, you know, doing all different different types of things. One was in film. One was in tour and business and etc. Everyone just had different schedules, and it just made it so hard to be motivated when somebody's playing a video game and you're like, you have, you're walking to the library. So I guess that's more of like where I'm saying, like, how do you get through that thing? Because for me, it was kind of like what you're saying. I just kept my mindset on like, this is going to be worth it. This is going to be worth it. But it's still that doesn't make it easy. Um, and and not, not 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 nothing against them. They they had, their schedule was just different. And then when I was probably you know just hanging out, they're studying. You know what I mean. Sure. But but you have to be disciplined for that. H- how do you take that on? It's really hard. I mean, you see your friends and other students, you know, doing outside activities, and you're like, oh, what am I doing? I'm stuck in here yeah. reading a book, three hundred pages of a book, or whatever the case may be. <laughs> right, right. It's very hard. You know, you're looking yeah. at them, and you're like, ah, what am I doing? But yeah. at the end of the day, again, you got to think bigger picture. What's more important? And it's getting that degree. You're spending a lot of money for it, and uh, you got to make it worth your while. Yeah. Um, and me, as a commuter student, um, it's even harder because. Yeah. I am stuck on campus. I can't really leave and do things. Yeah, so yeah. I need to take that free time and really get a lot of homework done. Yeah. Um, so that's one way I'm able to manage my time really well. Um, that's a big thing is managing time. If you don't yeah. do that, you're just going to struggle as a college student. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's huge. That, that was another thing. And actually, there was some like level of motivation there. Um, 
there's always something too about looking forward to something or if you know you have work later that evening for example um you're gonna do what you can it within that day to kind of knock out a bunch of things um and using your time wisely is definitely one of them um one of the things that i learned was you know getting up early i don't know if you're an early bird or not but do you use that to 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 your advantage getting up early by any means or you have to get up early just because of your schedule I have to on Monday and Wednesdays. Um, I have a 9:25 class, okay. and with my campus being an hour away, I have yeah. to, I have to get up early. I'm not a morning person either, so I yeah. need that extra time to get ready. Yeah. Um. So I, you know, use that to my advantage. Just get up early, make sure you know, get a normal start to my day. Yeah. And then you just go through the whole day, you know, wherever it takes you. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, but just again, keeping that you know right mentality is what it's all about. So. Yeah. That's awesome. What um did you did you have a or do you have a you know like a like a like a mentor or someone you look up to uh, regularly or you kind of just you know a little bit of you take a little bit from this person a little bit from that person H- how do you how do you continually to grow? Well, as a student, I always try to pick every professor's brain. Yeah, they have some different take on everything in life, Absolutely. whether it's um, academically, socially, whatever the case may be. They yeah. have something that they can contribute to you as a student yeah and i always try to pick their brains um my education professor the one i was talking about before that i met on my uh last visit before i decided to commit to delvel yeah i talk with him almost every single day after class he's always willing to take the time to answer any questions i have um and just talk about life in general so that's always something i really appreciated him taking the time to do so so during this process what was something what has been something that you know you learned about yourself whether it's perseverance or uh, just having that fight in you, um, because more, more than ever, a lot of the stuff we see, uh, you know, John Maxwell wrote a book titled, uh, town is never enough. Right. And so we see all these people all over, you know, we all know, we all know these people who are full of talent. Um, and they, they would run circles around us when it comes to talent. Uh, but when it comes to work ethic, the opposite is true. We can run circles around them. Right. Um, you know, what, what, what have you learned about yourself through this? Is it that perseverance? Is it, you know, is it that, you know, using everything that you have that you've been gifted with, um, even though when, you know, compared, I know I can speak for myself, compared to like most people, it's not t- too much, you know, but I've utilized every little bit that I had and highlighted it. Yeah, the one thing I always guarantee, I'm not going to be the smartest person or the most talented or something, but I will work just as hard, if not harder, than anybody else. I feel Absolutely. like you can control your work ethic, regardless of what it is. If it's your occupation, if it's your education, um, if it's, you're on a sports team, regardless of what it is, you can control your work ethic. Yeah. You can be the hardest working person in a room. Absolutely. I feel like that's something that will never die as long as you keep that mentality in your mind. That's your brand. Mm-hmm. No People are going to know you for that, right? They're going to say, Nick busts his tail off every, in everything he does. Um, and I'm a firm believer, how you do one thing is how you do everything, right? Um, you know, growing up, there was this huge, there was this like super like confident guy. I'm not even going to use another word, but he was like very confident, let's just say. Uh, and, and very like, I don't know, just kind of like a showboat, I guess is the best, is the better word. Hmm. Um, and, and he pulled up, he had like this real nice, uh, car or whatever, and it was gorgeous. I mean, it was like shining and the wheels were or whatever. And I never forget, everyone kept asking him like, yo, can we see the inside? I want to see what you got. You got leather seats or whatever. And he's like, no, 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 it's, it's locked. It's locked. Like, you got the keys, dude. <laughs> so long story short, he finally opens it up and it's trashed inside. I mean, trashed, like dusty, just stuff everywhere. McDonald's wrap, you know, just wrappers <laughs> everywhere. Um, and, and and that every time someone says that, and it was funny because this guy then, you know, 
the more and more you got to know him, that's basically how he did everything. He just did stuff for show and really wasn't really about what he was talking. He never really walked the walk. Um, and it's, it's just funny to see when I heard someone say, how you do one thing is how you do everything. That was the first person that came to my mind. Um, but uh, yeah, it's your brand. It's your brand. So again, if I know that you always show up on time, you always, you know, uh, you're, you're a team player um, and you're willing to sacrifice and, and give something up for the end result because you know it's something, you know, that, that you really want, I can, you can be, you then become dependable. Now you become, that is your brand. It's like, all right, he's dependable. But if you're somebody who always quits or always gives up, or never picks up the phone, or you know, etc. Then that's what that's your brand. Eventually, that's how you do everything. You probably don't also pick up for other friends. You probably show up to work late. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, that what you're doing now, and anyone who's in college right now, I'm telling you, you are setting the tone for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Can we all change? Absolutely. Can you change ten years from now? Absolutely. But if you're starting now, it's the best time to get started because you're going to have those habits created. Now, looking back, I talked to my college buddies all the time about it. It was like that work ethic going into work, so to speak, or going into the library where everyone else is playing video games or doing other things built me, built who I am. And you could see it afterwards where it's not just satisfied with just doing one thing. This is what I'm talking about where we do running circles around people when you have X, Y, and Z businesses outside of your career and you have a, you know, a, a beautiful, loving family that's supporting you all the way through. There's a, there, that's a lot of different things to juggle all at once. Um, but I feel like th- what set the tone really truly was being on my own at Temple University. And the reason why I say that is my parents showed me work ethic. They showed it to me, right? And I started working as a young buck, right? Real young, probably like five years old working at flea markets with my pop. And, um, but you really get challenged when you have to do it when it's up to you, mm-hmm. right? And even though in college you kind of are in like a little bubble, uh, depending on who you are, it's still, you have to do it on your own and it's up to you. So that's where the challenge came for me. Uh, I was like, all right, dude, you, you, you said you wanted to be here. Now prove that this is where you want to be. And then even worse was now I was seeing while I was going to school, seeing people drop out, seeing people go back home and, and never come back. Um, and that almost scared me. Uh, because my first semester, I didn't do too hot, and I almost freaking, I almost fouled out. I'm like, oh no, I don't want to be, I don't want to be that guy. You know what I mean? Uh, super excited to be there, and then that, that's, that was it. I got, I don't know if it was because I was so scared, and then, or that I just, a combination of that, I just wanted it so bad. Um, but I think there's a lot to say that that's your brand, um, and and whatever you want to do in the future, whether it's being a teacher, whether it's being a coach, coach teacher, that seems like that's probably in your path later on. Um, people are going to know that. They're going to know, and they're going to feel that off you, the way you teach. The way you teach. If you tell them you're going to do X, Y, and Z, and you do do it, they're going to expect that. They're like, oh, he's a dope teacher. And if here's another thing. While you're going through school, or what I'm saying to everybody else, whether you have a boss, or whether you have a professor, or whoever, and you, there's a lot of things, that, or there's something that they do that you do not like, I always just tell myself, I know if I come, if I become a boss or if I become a teacher or a professor or a dad, I'm never doing that. So there's lessons you can learn even from the folks that you know you're not too fond of, uh, let alone learning, you know, learning from the mentors, uh, so to speak. Um, but on, on that same note, not everyone has that mentality. Um, why do you think is it is that some people don't make that turn and continue to go? 
when you chose to transfer, when you chose to change your, 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 your career path for the fourth time and never gave up and still did it, why do you think people stop there? I just think they get, again, too influenced by the outside noise and they allow that to cloud their judgment. Yeah. They don't want to commit to something because they feel like they're a failure and maybe because people are telling them that. Yeah. And they feel like they're stuck in that and they can't get out of that mindset. It's very hard. That's why it's good to have a support system around you, whether it's, you know, professors, teachers that care, coaches, um, family, friends. It's very important to have that because yeah. they can help you get through those tough times. Yeah. And um, I definitely had that with my family. So. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, what about what about expectations and 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 you know going through going through that process and and you had an expectation that maybe you didn't do you didn't meet but then you kind of you had to adjust it um, and then you did meet that expectation. Do you think sometimes people set themselves up for failure by having too big of expectations? Yeah, I do believe so. Um, I think people put too much pressure on themselves, um, and they feel the burden of having to live up to those expectations um, that they become stressed and unhappy. If you're stressed and unhappy, that's not a good way to live your life. Um, if you want to live a healthy life, you got to avoid stress as much as possible, and you have to uh, take at least one positive out of every day and uh, make it a good day. Um, if you do those two things, you're more likely to be happy. If you're yeah. a happy person, you're more likely to be successful and motivated to do greater things. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so, so how do you, is there anything you use to get motivated? Is there, you know, do you listen to music Do you get pumped up by that way? Do you read specific self-help books? Is there something or watch videos? Uh, well, we have a lot of, we have access, literally the, the, the world is at our fingertips is the, the, you know, the saying now, is there any, you use any of those kind of mediums for that? Or are you just kind of self-motivated and just keep it moving? I'm pretty self-motivated at this point, being an older student too, I'm more mature. So I know what I kind of want to achieve in life. Yeah. Um, but there's times where I'll go to the, you know, inspirational quotes, um, videos, things of that nature that, yeah. you know, can be a little extra push if I need it. Yeah. But for the most part, I'm pretty dedicated at this point. Um, I've gone through adversity, so I feel like that's made me strong. Yeah. And um, I really don't need the extra little push, but once in a while I do look for it. Yeah, heck yeah. Um, I mean, that's one of my favorite things. Actually, it's funny, is driving home, you know, today and, and driving here, um, I was just listening to something, you know, on a positive note, because not every day goes as planned as you would like for it to go, right? Or, or as smooth as you would like for it to go. And even though I am, I would say, an optimistic person, you know, for the most part, happy. Um, there's some things that will get you. And I was just like, right before the, you know, the podcast started, I was like expressing it to my brother. Cause it's not even that, you, you know, that it's a negative. It's just sometimes certain things are just frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, and it could just, it's just an inconvenience d- d- uh, through your path. But I think you have to go through those things, right? You have to get frustrated. You have to slow down and, 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 and get PO'd because that those are the things that are going to build, number one, they're going to build your character, but they're going to prep you for the harder, more difficult situations that you're going to face with um, later on in life. Do you think, do you think there's, there's motivation that's not as healthy, um, that, that you know, people are probably picking the wrong things to get uh, pushed on? I do believe so. Um, I think it's all about the approach that someone takes it tells a lot about their character yeah for example if a coach or teacher anyone that's in a leadership position needs to learn how to adjust their strategy based on each individual person's needs um, as a student or a player you know they might have different things that make them tick um, some people take criticism better than others and you can use that to you know enhance their skills and make them a better player or student um, 
that'll help them maximize their potential, become a better um, overall person. But on the other end, there's some people that don't respond well to uh, criticism or verbal motivation. So as a leader, you might have to learn how to lead by example as well. So there's different ways to motivate people and you have to adjust your style depending on who you're trying to motivate, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. There's not for me, there's nothing worse than someone trying to motivate you or talk you into something they never did sure. or they never experienced. That's, that's like, yeah. that's beyond frustrating. Oh, I mean, you can go through it or you can say it all you want, but I, you're not, that's, there's no impact there for me. Sure. When choosing your career path, what, what should people look for? Find something they're passionate about. That's yeah. what it's all about. Don't yeah. just do something because you want a paycheck. Yeah. Your goal is to make an impact on the world. And I feel Absolutely. like as a teacher, that's, you want to see the improvement on a daily basis by each individual in your classroom. Yeah. Um, that's what it's all about. Yeah. You want to, down the line, have a student come back after graduating college and say, oh, yeah, Mr. Eberhardt, you were so, you made such an impact on my life. You know, that's what it's all about, yeah. making kids happy and seeing them fulfill their potential. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's what we talk about, right? Positive impact, having a positive impact, um, just crushing it in a way uh, that we know is going to, as you said, influence somebody and and – about two, I believe it was episode 169, where I was talking about you're being watched. Mm. And whether it's your little cousins, whether it's uh, other, you know, coworkers or friends that you have, they're watching you. And even that, that is like one of the things that I never realized for myself, anyway, on my own journey, to like years later that people were like, yo, whatever happened to X, Y, and Z? Why did you quit? And I'm like, I yeah. never, I didn't quit. It's actually still available. I'm like, oh, really? And then, bam, there goes a conversation. I'm like, I never even knew anyone was paying attention to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but for, for me, myself, I have I have two sons that I know that they're watching everything I'm saying, I'm doing, um, you know, how well I'm treating their mother because then that's how they're going to treat their significant other. Uh, all those little things, you're being watched for everything. And at, at initial initially, it seems like that's like a stressful thought. I was like, dang, when can I, when, when can I relax? You don't, and you will, but you don't in a sense that don't let that take over like you get energy where where it's needed um and because i always tell them like there's no off button i have to always be on i have to always be on that's that's just that's called being a man that's called growing the heck up uh that's called you know doing what the heck you got to do for your family um there's going to be downtime like my boys go to bed they're up in bed by nine i don't go to bed at nine so i can't complain and say you know i still have even if i went to bed at 10 i still have a whole hour to myself Mm -hmm. um where I can decompress and, and do the things that I like, uh, you know, watching sports or reading a book or catching up on certain things that I need to do. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's so true. We're always being watched. And I don't mean that in a negative way. That That's in a positive way. And it's how you take it. If you want to take it as a negative way and you don't care and you're out there yelling and, and at your kids and your family and all goofy in that, in that sense out in public, that's what you want to be perceived as. That's on you. And, and, you know, and if you believe in the law of attraction by any means, that's all going to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all going to come back by a different, different source. If you're out there thinking, oh, no one's watching, no one cares, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Fast forward 20 years, now your kid's doing the same thing. And now exactly. you're the one that's embarrassed. Rather, when the, he was a kid, he was embarrassed of you. Uh, exactly. Somehow, all that stuff weirdly, like, you know, manipulates itself to work out that way. All right, so let's kind of switch it up. What has been your, your, your most memorable moment in your career? 
I would say um, graduating from Bucks. Yeah. Just because I went through all that adversity of changing the major four times. Um, I even had some semesters where I just took off because I didn't have any idea what I wanted to do. Yeah, I just yeah. need to kind of mentally regroup. Yeah. Um, so that year off, you know, did wonders for me. Um, there was times too where I just couldn't afford it. I didn't get any financial aid at first. I was paying out of pocket. Yeah. And I got to the point I just couldn't afford it. Yeah. Um, so there was little challenges like that I had to overcome. But then uh, when I was ready to get back at it, I was a totally new person yeah you know, it's like a whole new nick right here yeah and that's what you need sometimes you just need yeah. to self-reflect and say what can i do to make myself a better person better yeah. student and i did that and uh i never looked back that's awesome that's awesome man um all right so at this moment we're gonna pause really quick do a little advertisement for the bless lifestyle brand that is bl3ssed.com get your merch we are having a pop-up shop uh at the end of the month of november 2019 uh here at miguel's riverside barbershop date to be disclosed time to be disclosed uh but we're gonna have some exclusive items we got the koozies we got the pins we got the new bless bands and assorted colors uh kids splatter long sleeve bless logos uh we're gonna have exclusive um and i'm gonna say right now blessed vibes only long sleeve shirts uh super dope again very exclusive that is uh, a lot of the stuff won't be available online but we have a ton of merch online that you can get at blessed.com that's bl3sse.com all right man closing this bad boy out Explain to us how do you manage your work-life balance? How does that work, or is it all mushed together? It's tough at yeah. times, but um, <laughs> I would say it's all about prioritizing what's the most important in life. Yeah. So obviously, it's always going to be education. Yeah. Whatever it comes down to, homework, get that done, take care of that, everything else will fall into place. There has yeah. been times, though, I'm not going to lie, where uh, I would go get all my homework done Monday through Thursday, so I'm condensing a week's worth of homework into like four days yeah. and then I'm working, you know, f I'll go into schools in fr on Friday morning. I wake up like 6 a.m., go to schools, observe some classes for like four hours, go to work from like 12 to 6, come home, eat dinner, do homework until 11 o'clock, go to sleep, wake up 9 to 5 the next day, 8 to 4 on Sunday. Yeah. And my job is uh, I work at a pretzel factory and it's yeah. very busy on the weekends. We yeah. have a ton of orders. Yeah. So it's a physical and mental grind. Yeah, um, yeah. So on those days, I don't want to come home and read 300 pages of a book. So <laughs> right. I really do my best to get everything done in about four days, the days I'm not working, Monday through Thursday. So wow. It's really hard, though. Yeah. I don't know how I do it. But yeah. uh, again, it's just I see the bigger picture, and I'm pushing myself as hard as I can to get it done. And yeah. uh, I'm doing really well in all my classes. I've all A's so far, except for one class. I've nice. a little not doing as well, but uh, I'm working on it. So Yeah, absolutely. What uh, What's your estimated time of completion? So I'm looking at uh, fall of 2021 is when I'll do student teaching if everything goes according to plan. Nice. And then uh, after that, hopefully land a job and uh, get get going. Luckily, Absolutely. I'm debt-free right now. So I was able to, well, after graduating from Bucks, um, take the spring semester off. I was able to work full-time, save up a ton of money, and pay out of pocket for uh, this semester and uh, the spring semester coming up as well. Not many people can say that. No. Yeah. And but again, it goes back to the work ethic. I told my employers, like, look, you can schedule me every single day. There was one point I worked 13 days in a row without an off day. Yeah. And uh, the paycheck was huge. Yeah, and, like, it's awesome. It's all about making that paper, you know? Yeah, heck yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, all right, so, so outside of what your motivation is, how do you think – folks should get what's the best way they can get motivated right so you got to be optimistic as you know as you are you have a great outlook on life um 
how do you put it all together? Let's let's just say that. How do you put it all together? Being optimistic and, and being motivated all at the same time, knowing you're going to hit the you know you know hit, hit some challenges while you're going through it. What, what's a tip that you can give to somebody? Find ways to uh, kind of decompress. You know, if you're stressing over something, um, take a walk outside, smoke a cigar, whatever you're into. Just yeah. do it. Make sure it's legal, obviously. But yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> do it. You know, just go out, play some basketball, sports, um, talk with somebody on the phone, whatever it might be. Just take some time away from what you're doing and then jump back into what you need to do. Sometimes that little break, it could be as small as five minutes, does wonders for you. Yeah, yeah you absolutely. Know, it's all about being mentally sharp. And uh, I feel like if you are, you know, you'll be in a good spot. I actually have um, a motivational strategy that I try to imp- implement um, at work. Yeah. I feel like it's pretty uh, successful let's, if let's you don't mind it. if I share it with you Absolutely. guys. Um, the first thing I feel like you should do is make a personal connection with somebody. Hmm. Find out what school they go to, what they major in, some of their interests and hobbies, um, et cetera. This allows the person to feel comfortable with you and their new surroundings. And it also helps you to establish your credibility as someone who they can rely upon and trust. If they know that they can go to you and say, all right, well, I know that Nick's a guy I can rely on. He's a guy that I know will help me out if I need it. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Um, same thing. That's what I want to apply when I become a teacher. I want to gain the trust of the students first. Yeah. Once I do that, then I'll do the demonstration stage, which is um, if it's possible, I'll show this person the skills that are necessary to complete the task. Um, some people learn really well by watching others. So I feel like um, that's something I would definitely implement. And then after that, I would empower people. Yeah. And in order to do that, um, obviously you already gave them the skills that they need. Um, you, you demonstrated it to them. So you sure. let them do it. You let them get the hands-on experience. Um, and as you're doing it, provide positive feedback. So that way you're making them feel like, you know, what they're doing is worth it and they're doing a good job. Um, after that, you would then continue to just point out how they did, um, show them maybe better ways to do it, yeah. but not completely knock them if that makes sense. Yeah. And then, um, you already, again, you already established credibility with this person, so they're going to respect what you're saying to them. Yeah. They're not going to take it as criticism. They're going to take it as, all right, Nick's just giving me advice. Nick wants to see me do well. So that's kind of my uh, motivational strategy, and I hope to apply that as a teacher as well. Yeah, I like so, it. I like it. I love it. Leading by example, that dude, that what, what, a, a huge one in there is that constructive criticism. And the reason why that's huge, it's, it's, it's as you say, it's not even necessarily um, – it's perception because sometimes it's like how you come off saying that. Sometimes mm. people are a little rough around the edges, sure. um, and it sounds like they're try- either trying to clown you or you know just talk down on you. So it's definitely that approach on how uh, you know you you apply that constructive criticism is huge. Um, that's all you know very helpful. So um, I think we're gonna switch things up and we're gonna ask Nick final question, and you can elaborate as much as you want. Okay. What is your prediction? Um, for the 76ers this year? Ooh. <laughs> that's a tough one. As you guys already know, that's that's my team right there. Playoff bound? Them. They're definitely playoff down. There's nice. no denying that. Um, I would be disappointed if they're not a top three seed in the East. I the like talent it. level's just too good to not achieve that goal at least. And I, I say conference finals at least. You know, If you wow. don't make the conference yeah. finals, that's a disappointment in my book. Yeah. I'm nice. sure uh, you guys would agree with me on that. Absolutely. Um, obviously, as a fan, you want you want the championship. But um, sure. you know, it's all about taking small steps. And yeah. that's, as individuals, too, we need to take small steps. There's no – you're not going to rule the world in a day, but uh, you can definitely get there if you've uh, put in the hard work and try. Same thing with the sports team. You know, they put in the work. They kind of bond together. Um, I think they could do something special. Nice. So. I like it. So there you have it, folks. Going to the playoffs, baby. Playoffs. Let's go. <laughs> All right. So there you have it. We like to close things out with quotes. And the first one is by Ralph Waldo Emerson. Life is a journey. 
not a destination. And the second one is by Henry Ford. Anyone who stops learning is old, whether at 20 or 80. All right, so there you have it, Motivated Optimism. In this episode, we have special guest Nick Eberhardt. We cover topics that range from choosing career paths, transfer students, motivation, optimism, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Henry Ford and Ralph Waldo Emerson. Awesome. Guys, thanks again for joining us. The Rotated Views podcast was produced for self-development purposes. Huge shout out to our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. That is BL3SSED.com. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. Guys, don't forget to visit the website, JimmyLeeVelez.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Rotated Views. If you have any inquiries or questions, email us at info at JimmyLeeVelez.com. On behalf of myself and the rest of the crew, we wish you massive success. Stay blessed. <laughs>